Welcome back to the You, Me, and D podcast, your weekly dish on all things Disney parks, movies, TV, gaming, and more. I'm Matthew Bacuzzi, or Kuzi. And I'm Matthew Erickson. And you're listening to episode number four, Beautiful Tomorrow, part two. On today's episode, we pick up where we left off with our look toward the future, this time for gaming and Disney parks with the latest and greatest digital releases and expansions worldwide, plus confirmation for some blue sky concepts. So remember to keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the ride at all times, because another episode of the You, Me, and D podcast starts right now. Hey, babe, guess what? What's that? We're going to Disney. <gasps> we are? <laughs> we are. Are you surprised? I can't sleep. <laughs> I love that commercial. I know. I feel like it had to have been a 90s commercial or late 80s. I don't think it was early 2000s. Oh, no. It definitely was the 90s, I feel like. It was like when we were kids. Yeah. And if you, listener, are curious as to what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> it was those cute handful of Walt Disney World, I think it was specific to Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. um, commercials. And one in particular is just so darn cute. And I feel like every time before we go to Disney, like the night before, mm-hmm. I always have to bring it up. It's just like that cute little kid that's like, I'm too excited okay. to sleep. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I want to know where that kid is now. Oh. We can find that out. Maybe they're the one that lives near us with the Wi-Fi. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I didn't know we were starting right off with this exciting news. Yeah, I mean, it's called a cold open for a reason. (laughs) And we're going to go to Disney in December for what? (gasps) A very, what is it? Oh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's a very long name. I'm excited. Oh, I'm super excited. Well, both of us have neither been for... Well, I think neither has it been to Disney in even like November or December. I think the latest we've gone throughout the year is October. Yes, we've been to like Not So Scary and did Halloween there, but we've never done Christmas um, as we are two individuals who celebrate Christmas. Um, We've never been there for the holidays or the very merry Mickey, Mickey very merry. (laughs) It's a tongue twister. Um, The Christmas party. Um, Yeah, the Christmas party. Yeah, so we're very excited. Um, I can't wait for December, but I also don't want to rush through the fall because I love Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, well, I think we'll give more details. Oh, our dog with her nails. And we cannot wait to delve more into the trip at later episodes, but we are just, you know, we wanted to mention it now because <laughs> why we're not? so giddy. We're so giddy. It was a spontaneous decision. We decided to have a second quote unquote mini moon. <laughs> <laughs> but we are eager to have it happen, but excited to wait the three months until it does and keep that excitement going because there's always little things along the way like at the beginning of october we'll be able to make our reservations we can check into the hotel early um, <laughs> and we can't wait to tell you all about the experience and what hotel we're staying in and yeah and it's a hotel that we've never stayed in before no it's yeah, yeah I'm we'll super, have to do a whole review oh my god i can't wait so much material for the podcast <laughs> Anywho. 
Oh. This is your episode, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you have anything else you wanted to add. Well, in other news, as we're recording this, uh, D23 just took place for 2023. Um, and for those who do not know, D23 is the official Disney fan club. And the uh, D23 events that they hold throughout the year um, are always, you know, really exciting because usually they correspond with announcements or updates regarding anything having to do with the Walt Disney Company. And this weekend in particular, as we're recording, uh, it was a special, uh, well, the biggest Disney fan event of the year as we celebrated 100 years of Disney. Mm, crazy. Which is kind of fun that we're alive during a centennial celebration. Yeah, a centennial, I believe. Yeah, we'll go with it. I don't know, because Centennial, I think, starts with an S. No, it's with a C. Oh. <laughs> and wh- why would that matter? I don't know. <laughs> what? Either way, it's a turn. What logic of- was that? <laughs> it's the turn of the century for Disney, and we're experiencing it, and we're actually super sad that we did not go to D23 Expo this year. But as in, I say that like we go every year. We've never been. We've never <laughs> we, been. We just became members. <laughs> yes, the- we just became members. We got the commemorative Disney or uh, the commemorative Mickey statue, which is kind of cool mm-hmm. in the mail. And we also just received the uh, quarterly publication, um, the magazine, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, which is really to- cool read it. But speaking of future D23 events, they did just announce that August 9th through the 11th of next year, so 2024, uh, will be the uh, Destination D23 in Anaheim, which I really want to go. Apparently we're going to that. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. If we're still doing the podcast, we probably have to go. We have to. It's also a chance to go to Disneyland. How often do we do that? And then we'll be going... A couple months later to Disney World. That's true. Yes, we are also planning. Our goal is to go to Disney. some <laughs> A Disney park. A Disney park once a year. That is our goal. Um, not just because of the podcast. We actually made that goal when we started dating. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> um, it was the ultimatum. When we when he proposed to me, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ultimatum! Oh my goodness! Um, so we are going for Mickey's Not So Scary next year with some friends, and we're very excited. We are going to hopefully maybe do D23. I think it would be so fun. Be true fans, and if you're curious about going and meeting up with us, tickets <gasps> go on sale spring 2024. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, Disney and dates, let's uh, dive into a magical milestone, this day in Disney history. So I'm super excited about this because on September 13th, when this episode will air... (laughs) But way back in 1997, Mm -hmm. a certain TV series premiered as part of Disney's one Saturday morning block alongside Pepper Ann, Doug, and a few others. And that show was one of my favorites called Recess. Did you watch the show ever? I did not. 
I mean, I did sometimes, but I feel like I've always joked around with you about how you loved this show, and I didn't quite understand why. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, as we watched some episodes as adults, I do understand. The humor is unique and hilarious, for sure. Also funny that I just realized, is it bad that I just realized that Doug was a Disney show? I always thought Doug was Nickelodeon. I think we already talked, didn't we talk about this on the first episode? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like you've had this revelation before. Maybe. No? Maybe. Also, why is there not enough Doug in the parks is my question, but. That's a really good question. Right? Like, take it up with the highlights. Hollywood ups. Studios, come on. Well, anyways, Recess, uh, the series went from 1997 uh, all the way to 2001 with 65 half-hour episodes and six seasons in total. Wow. Yeah, kind of cool. And the success and lasting appeal of the series uh, allowed it to be syndicated on numerous channels, including ABC's sister channels like Toon Disney, which later became Disney XD and Disney Channel. Uh, And actually, well, I mean, I think why I also love Recess is that in 2001, Walt Disney Pictures released a theatrical film based on the series called Recess Schools Out, which we watched. And I think it has your yes. humor. I, I think that's, think that's why I love Recess is that it has this funny, like, self-aware humor to it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that movie just, I mean, it's, like, uh, very sentimental for me because I feel as though I always watched that movie, like, in the summer. And it just has this, like, summer before school starts feeling to oh, yeah. it. And I, it was just so cute and fun. Yeah, you also unlocked a core memory when you said Disney XD. I haven't even thought. Oh, what was inside? I don't know. Inside what? (laughs) Your core memory memory. that I unlocked. Just viewing, the like looking at the logo or like the design of it. I think it was like green writing, the XD was at the end. And it was all, you know, futuristic of some kind. Yes, it's where, it's where the cool kids were watching. Yes. If oh, you yeah. had that channel, right? <laughs> um, another quick uh, plug is a happy birthday to Ben Savage. Oh my gosh. Who most of you will know from Boy Meets World. Yes, played Corey. Yep, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and then later uh, uh, reprised his role in Girl Meets World in uh, 2014. Which I heard got... Great reviews. Good reviews. It was a good show. Yeah. Never watched it, but. No, we didn't. Yeah. I'm glad they came back. Him and Topanga. Yes. And I think maybe a couple others guest starred yes. along the way. Mm-hmm. I did also note that uh, Ben is the younger brother of actor and comedian Fred Savage, mm. who folks would recognize from The Wonder Years, which I just saw or remembered that Disney slash ABC rebooted Wonder Years. And like a totally, it's like a totally different family focus, yes. totally different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also he was on Friends from College, which right. I remember watching like the first season. Yeah. I didn't delve too far into that. Yeah. Well, that uh, wraps things up for Magical Milestones. And so now let's talk about parks and gaming. But we'll actually start with some updates for gaming. Oh, great. I'm excited. Okay. So, out now is Disney Illusion Island. Do you know anything about this? I did 
click on a link <gasps> the other day from You look- cheated. I didn't cheat. <laughs> so, you clicked on the link in the script? For those who <laughs> basically last episode I did part one. I kind of I took the lead on that with the Disney Plus and movies and TV. Um, and Matt's taking the reins for this episode. But we do both have the access to the the Google Doc. The Google Doc. <laughs> I almost said call sheet. <laughs> um, well, and actually what's funny to me is I was thinking I was I was writing out this episode that part of me feels like in my mind, I would actually categorize you as Disney like TV and gaming. Mm-hmm. Just for like who you are and then I would be more like movies and parks. So it's funny that we kind of have taken like parts of each other's worlds in the sense that like you are a gamer. Yes. Much more than I am. Yeah. Not to say like who am I to report on <laughs> on this information. But I was really excited because Disney Illusion Island is exclusively available on Nintendo Switch. Um I'm actually, I think it's out right now. It is. Yeah, it came out a couple weeks ago. Um, But basically the premise is that the Fab Four, Mickey Mouse, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, have been summoned to a mysterious world where they have to recover three magical books. Yeah, and it's a like 2D style animation. It's it's like the style of the current... That current cartoon that's on Disney Plus or like Disney Kids or Junior. Yeah, it's like it's slightly retro, but also kind of harkens back to like Ed, Ed and Eddie. Right? Yeah, like that oh, t- that that style network, of yes. cartoon. Um, it also has that humor, like a kind of like a little too slapstick, but also yeah. like in- inappropriate almost. A little bit, right? Yes. Like riding that line. Um, but yeah, so the. Essentially, you choose your favorite character and embark on this grand solo adventure, or you can uh, bring on up to three friends and play together on your couch, uh, like co-op style, as you explore the mysterious island of Monoth and set off on a perilous quest to save the world from disaster. It looks really cool, really fun. It's like a 2D platformer adventure. And so my knowledge of the term platformer is very like Mario style. Is that correct? Like you're you're moving yes. from left to right. It's exactly what it is. You know, avoiding things, jumping up and down on platforms. Yeah, if you were like a, playing Super Mario Brothers right now on Nintendo Switch, it's that you can have like four, one to four characters and you're all bouncing around trying to like avoid flying fireballs or things like that. <laughs> Well, and speaking of uh, multiple characters and flying around, another game that we actually own and we've played a little bit, you more than me, is Disney Speedstorm. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the other one. And I was like, um, you play more than I do of that one. But <laughs> that one is coming up next. Yes. Uh, Disney but Disney Speedstorm. Speedstorm is essentially the ultimate hero based combat racing game aka disney's version of mario kart yes and it seems like a brilliant game it it honestly is almost a little bit too complex for me mm-hmm. i think there's like a lot going on yeah i would agree um, but before we tap into like our opinions about it uh the whole premise again is very much mario kart uh it's a thrilling arcade racing experience where players uh essentially will need to master each character's unique skills um, on the racetrack to hopefully win the race and mm-hmm. beat others and 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, I can give a whole episode of my review for Disney Speedstorm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I have enjoyed it. I haven't really played recently. Um, it is a little complicated. It's fun, but it is difficult to level up your your racers. Um, it's not like Mario Kart where the racer is just the racer and that's it. And you can get like fun parts as and you unlock them as you continue to play in tournaments. This mm-hmm. is kind of like you have to get specific items and it's just like developing it, the character. Yeah. And it takes a lot of effort to level them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happens, I get lost. I kind of fade out. I'm like, I don't want to try that hard. I just want to play the game. Yeah. Um, but they did not skimp out on the like design of the game. It looks <clears> so cool. All the different worlds, right? So in Mario Kart, you have, you know, you'd be in like a tropical beach or like a haunted area or, you know, s- somewhere in like the pyramids mm-hmm. or a farm. And in Disney Speedstorm, it's worlds based around the movies and characters, right? Yes. Yeah. And this, there's been a few updates. I think they just added like Lilo and Stitch characters. Oh, that's cool. Which is exciting. Um, but yeah, we can talk more about that in another, at another episode. Happy to give a review of it. Yeah, and so I guess the game will fully be released. Oh, it's uh, oh no, yeah, late later this month, September twenty eighth. But early access is available uh, right now, which is kind of cool. And speaking of early access, a game that we have had early access to for <laughs> over a year now, right? Is Disney Dreamlight Valley? Yes, which is the game that he thought I was talking about because right. I definitely have been playing that a little bit more than he has. A lot more, a lot more. Yes, which I'm is trying fine. to get my critters. Yeah, <laughs> well, I already have my critters, so I know we've mentioned uh, Dreamlight Valley a little bit on the pod um, when we did our Disney tops, I think, right? And we mm-hmm. b- briefly mentioned the premise of the game, but. Essentially, it's a hybrid of a life simulator slash adventure story game um, where you have to complete quests and explorations uh, and essentially engage in activities and with characters in order to level up friendships, story progressions, uh, unlock uh, certain items, Mm -hmm. as well as be able to essentially build and rebuild this valley that exists. Um, And so like the overall like background premise is that like you create an avatar and explore this world, which is populated with both Disney and Pixar characters. Um, It's kind of like an island um, where all of these characters, both hero sidekick as well as villain Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, live in harmony um, until the forgetting set in, um, which without getting too in-depth, yeah, you basically have to save the land and the characters from this evil uh, or misunderstood <laughs> uh, being. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun. You got to a point now where you understand. You you know what the forgetting is. You've dealt with it. You kind of solved the solution, and now they're phasing on to something new, and it's very exciting. It's I say this because you mentioned how Speedstorm is going to be released in a couple weeks. Disney Dreamlight Valley has been in early access mode for so long. And is there a release date of the actual game? Or is it kind of just, is it still in early access? Yeah, it says the official release is expected sometime in 2023, which we only have a couple we months We only have more months. Okay, that makes sense. I bet you that after... The next update. Yes, which I don't know if you were going to explain that. 
Sorry. Yeah, I was going to mention it a little bit, but the cool thing is that how the game has been set up, at least for us throughout the early access journey is like every month and a half, it almost feels. Yeah. There's another update, mm -hmm. whether they're fixing bugs or things like that, but more so the story and development of the characters. And it's been really cool, the more recent characters that have been added from, not to say the like non-classic Disney movies, it's been nice to see more of the uh, recent characters mm -hmm. join the valley. And I'm super excited to actually, I kind of take back what I just said, because the latest update that's <laughs> happening is back to the renaissance period of Disney animation. But regardless, it's a super fun game. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you totally should. It's not only available on Switch, but also like PC and a handful of other um, gaming software. Mm -hmm. PlayStation, Xbox, all of them, I believe. Yeah. And honestly, based on our experience and our friend Kirsten, Kirsten plays on her PC and mm, via Xbox a, Live. She yes. has like an Xbox Live account and plays yep. on her PC. And it's a lot faster. It's they def Nintendo Switch is definitely the like last on the list to get. <laughs> Which is so about. interesting. But I don't it, get it. it. it if you have a Nintendo Switch, I definitely still suggest getting the game, but be aware that it glitches a lot. It shuts down. Not the best format for the game. If you have access to play on the PC or your PlayStation, I would choose that for sure. And is that just because of how Nintendo Switch is like set up that everything's like in the cloud? I think it's just Nintendo is a little different. If you think about the mm -hmm. games that come out on Nintendo that are ma made specifically for Nintendo, Mario, Zelda, Pokemon. Are they not changing as much? They as are. The, like... It's just the graphics aren't as intense. So oh, okay. if you play a game on PlayStation right now, like PlayStation 5 or something, it's basically like you're watching a movie. Oh, so wow. the graphics are very intense. Are very, not the word intense. PlayStation 5? Yeah. I think the last, last one I had was a... PS2. <laughs> yeah, they're on five now. Well, yeah, if you haven't tested out Dreamlight, uh, it's, it's still in early access. And I think they just released a, like, if you if you buy now, there's like a whole new value pack or something like that that you get yeah. with like different characters or like outfits or something. Um, yeah, but definitely when, check it out. Because when it, is, it gets officially released, it's going to be a free to play game. So you should be able to download the game for free. Just know there's just know that there are in-app purchases. Right. It's not like a game on your phone where in order to progress in the game, you need to pay. Like you can play the game fully without ever paying money, but totally. they're going to entice you and it's going to be enticed. It's going to catch <laughs> you. There's going to be, you're going to be buying Moonstones because you want something. So just be aware. Yeah. Our credit card is well aware <laughs> of... <laughs> Of our uh, oh, habits. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's so, play, let's skim through these other games here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the only other one, uh, it was, I think, oh yeah, it's in pre-order right now, but they just posted a trailer for it, Gargoyles Remastered. It's going to be a game? Yes. On the Switch? Y yeah. Ooh. And so, um, yeah, it's been officially confirmed for the Switch, and I'm going to read the uh, the log line. Stone by day and warriors by night, the Gargoyles live again in Gargoyles Remastered. So the classic 90s platformer is getting a total revamp with their very own gaming reboot, uh, with gameplay coming to modern consoles and PC through updated visuals and controls uh, with the help from Empty Clip Studios. Uh, and they released a full trailer um, on the Disney Gaming Instagram account, and it looks really cool. I have never played it. But I know that gargoyles kind of have this like 
not cult-like following, right? But there's mm-hmm. like this uh, undercurrent of uh, followers. I always see like t-shirts or things like, it's kind of like the, I don't know, there's like a lateral fandom of Gargoyles. Did you never watch the, the show? Community. No, I never did. Oh. I mean, and that's why. I don't I have a like affinity for it. Oh, I definitely watched Gargoyles and definitely played into my... It it was definitely a yeah. gay awakening and also like a daddy awakening for, for the sure. stone creatures. They're not stone the whole time. They they oh. they come out at night. It's oh, a, and then they become curse. like dragony type people. They're, they're gargoyles, but they're actual uh, like. Beings. I mean, you say that like, what's a gargoyle? Is there a is there one type of gargoyle? And I mean, if you look up the show and see the main gargoyle, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. No, no I'm just kidding. I know exactly what a gargoyle is. But yes, no, no. It's, they definitely make it like They handsome. don't look like the ones in Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'll tell you that much. No, they don't. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Some of them do. <laughs> but no, they definitely make them like, they humanize them. You know, they make them buff, have hair, like long dark locks of hair you know i think there's like a love connection between the detective woman and the main gargoyle which is kind of weird but <laughs> on that i note, feel it we can wrap up those were our <laughs> updates for uh disney gaming not a whole lot i do hope in future segments we'll be able to talk about some of the you know like board games that we've gotten um you know whether it be like the monopoly one mm-hmm, or clue mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it for uh, Disney Gaming. So let's uh, head on over and chat about the big one, Disney Parks. Dun, dun, dun. I love how that was the big one. How much time have we used up on just the gaming? <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> Sip your drink. Oh, I am. Uh, for those of you interested, Matthew Bacuzzi is drinking a very dirty martini. And it's delicious. It's Matthew's Very Dirty Martini. Yes. Inspired by Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. (laughs) And uh, Matthew Erickson is drinking a Mickey Mule, which I think is all I drink. So it's a Moscow Mule. Mm -hmm. Not that fancy. All right. So kicking things off for the Disney Parks update, let me also just say that well first of all koozie is rolling his eyes because his uh what he referred to as a call sheet but it really is like a script or an outline his outline for last episode i think was like two pages mine is eight however i like to have all the information in front of me right so i can like pick and choose how much i want to read so what i will say is i added a handful of things like hours before recording even though i prepped this probably like a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. And it's because of all the recent updates, literally today as we recorded, from D23. Very exciting. Well, it's a good thing we didn't record this (laughs) before today. It's a good (laughs) thing, isn't it? I'm excited. I don't know much. and I didn't really read any of this, so my reactions throughout this experience will be real (laughs) and true in the moment. Okay. So starting things off, a park that we've both been to in Europe Disneyland Paris. So as most of us know, DLP is celebrating their 30th anniversary this year, which is super exciting. Hmm. Um, And uh, recently this summer, a couple months ago, they opened up a new immersive stage show called Together, 
a Pixar musical adventure, which I thought was really cool. I've seen some clips and some uh, photos and it, I mean, like every Disney show, like the state of art technology they use and the lighting and the effects are just really, really cool. So hopefully we can get to Paris uh, in the near future to be able to uh, experience that. Yeah, hop on board. We're going. <laughs> just a quick trip to Paris. <laughs> um, Wait, I'm sorry. Is this like a theater, a theatrical play or is it like a fireworks show? Oh, no. It's a, yeah, like it's a musical, like oh, it's a stage cool. show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, the plot, I'm actually not too uh, well versed in. However, I'm going to assume as the audience, we shrink down to the size of a toy and experience. Oh, uh, yeah. But it, it, you know, to also note, it's not just about Toy Story, but it's Pixar in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so also at Disneyland Paris, there are some park expansions happening, specifically at Walt Disney Studios, which if you've never been to Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney Studios is kind of like in my mind, if you think of Disneyland in California, there's Disneyland and then California Adventure. Mm-hmm. And at Disneyland Paris, there is Disneyland Paris and then uh, Walt Disney Studios, which is kind of like this, not just like amalgamation of Hollywood Studios in uh, Florida, but also little a- elements of California Adventure in the sense of um, just like the expansion element. Yeah. To be honest, I don't remember too much about. Well, Walt when we went, our Disney big focus Street. was on Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Yeah. We like wanted to Because that was before Disneyland. it opened in Epcot. Um, but they actually will be uh, expanding uh, with Avengers Campus and a version of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So clearly mm. they have a lot of land <laughs> um, to uh, add. And not only that, this is where the Frozen piece comes in. They're building what's called Frozen Land, which will include apparently thousands of real trees and a 131-foot snow-covered mountain and like Arendelle Castle. Wow. Which the images and storyboards look so, so cool. I wonder if it's going to be, is it going to be like Sleeping Beauty's castle, but just in the in Frozen Land? Or is it going to be more kind of like um, <laughs> off in the distance? Yeah, like this fake thing. Yeah. I, I think it's probably a, a mix in between. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they're really going to build like another castle castle. Right. Um, but again, my concept of how tall Cinderella's castle or Sleeping Beauty's castle is non-existent. So is it 131 feet? Is that one 250 feet? Right. Who's to say? But the cool thing is, again, so they're expanding with Frozen Land, um, which will be followed by Avengers Campus and like their own version of mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. But in addition to that, there were some updates, and this is kind of where the crossover comes into play. So Star Tours which we've been on a handful of times. Which, which I don't go on anymore because I get motion sickness. <laughs> <but> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've always, they've been making updates as the expansion of the Star Wars um, <laughs> trilogies have expanded beyond that into more movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just announced that, and I, I, I don't watch um, the more recent Star Wars uh, movies, but is it uh, Asaka or Ashaka? I cannot tell you. Yeah. And that's we'll, not a movie. It's a TV series. Yes. And it's also mm-hmm. a character. Yes. That character will be a part of the attraction. Oh. So they're doing like a refurb on it. Cool. Um, and that will be updated in both Disneyland, well, in three locations, 
Disneyland Paris, Disneyland in California, and Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. The other crossover was an update of uh, a new character who we have all yet to experience from the upcoming movie that you talked about last week, mm-hmm. Wish, and that's Asha. And they announced that Asha will have a meet and greet in uh, Epcot in Walt Disney World, as well as Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. Oh, cool. Yeah, when, it's kind of cool. They're they already announcing Ep- a meet and greet before the movie comes out. Yeah, when will they be in Epcot? You know what? I don't have a date written down. Oh, and I don't know if they spe- if they specified. Gotcha. But basically, guys want to know: Are we going to be able to meet? Yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, we will. Honestly, I think maybe they will release the meet and greet before the movie. And part of me feels like Disney has done that in the past because that's a oh, great yeah. way to like get. Marketing. You know, people excited. I think they actually also did that more recently when Frozen 2 came out. They already had the characters in their new outfits even before the movie right. had been released mm-hmm. to kind of like garner that excitement. So that's the uh, update for Disneyland Paris. Exciting. So now we're going to jump or maybe take a boat uh, to Tokyo uh, Disney Sea. Um, and to be quite honest, I'm not sure if some of these are actually in Tokyo Disneyland or if it's specifically the Disney Sea Park. Mm-hmm. I need to kind of get further clarification on that. But the really cool thing is that they're building what's going to be called Fantasy Springs, which is slated to open in 2024. And so this is being uh, like marketed as the most significant expansion ever at Tokyo Disney Sea, and it will be a new themed port. So if we think about Disney Sea, it kind of relates a little bit to like Epcot, that there's like a big body of water and there are these different ports that are themed based on not necessarily like specific movies, but like aspects of adventure. But they're usually connected to water, um, or at least they have been in the past. Like they even have one that's called like Journey. Oh my gosh, what was that Disney movie? To the Center of the Earth. It was yes. like a very dated, like old yeah. movie. Yeah, well they also, I think they... Up- they made a new version of it. But oh, yes. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I feel like the rocks in it or something. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's the safest bet for anybody. Is like if if you're ever at trivia night and they ask you who starred in the recent, you know, remake or reboot, and if it's Disney, you better believe mm-hmm. that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a part of it. <laughs> no, that's so true. So Fantasy Springs is sounds really cool because not only is it going to highlight Frozen in a different way than the Disneyland Paris update, but we're also getting, and get this, Uh-oh. Tangled <gasps> and Peter Pan. So the port itself is going to be inspired or is really going to be like a magical spring that leads to a world of Disney fantasy. So for uh, Frozen, they're saying that guests can visit Arendelle, uh, the home of Elsa and Anna, expose, <laughs> explore the frozen land um, in a boat adventure, mm. which looks really kind of cool. Though I do think that it's going to be similar to Ever... It's called Ever After in Epcot. I don't oh think gosh. it's called that, but no. <laughs> that, now I have the song from uh, Into the Woods, Ever After. Da, 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 da. Damn it. It is. It's actually you're right. It's called Frozen Ever After. Oh, would you look at that? I Wait. Right yes. One. Yeah. Which takes place after the events of um, the first, first one. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, and then they have a restaurant that will be set inside of the castle. So honestly, maybe oh. the castle is like freaking huge. Or it could well, also just be a facade. Well, this is Tokyo Sea. This isn't. Yeah, that's true, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Tangled, though, that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah. So still, unfortunately, I don't know. I mean, there. it says there's going to be a ride. And I'm really hopeful that it's like an actual ride and not like teacups mm, or something. Mm-hmm. But what it says is that Rapunzel's tower overlooks a charming forest where mm-hmm. guests can board gondolas to view the Lantern Festival oh. and live out Rapunzel's best day ever with Flynn. Oh, that's really cool. I so like in my that. mind, it feels like, like an actual. Ride. Very probably similar know, to like Frozen Ever After, you know. Yeah. For those of you who don't, who haven't been to Walt Disney World recently, you are those of you have, you know that Tangled got the blunt end of the stick and the short was, end of the stick. The short end of the stick, sorry, <laughs> and was given a bathroom for their realm. Like literally, the the Tangled area is a bathroom. That's it. <laughs> it's true. So it's very exciting that it could possibly be a ride, and this is making me want to. To possibly have her honeymoon in Japan, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so the cool thing is that you will be able to see Rapunzel's tower and dine at this new restaurant that's going to be called the Snuggly Duckling. Oh my god! Which I believe is the same name as the bar or the pub that they stumble across those you know folks at. Um, but it's going to be a counter service restaurant where the local rough and tumble crowd gathers, uh, and that's according to Disney. So the third aspect of Fantasy Springs, so the first was Frozen, the second was Tangled, the third is Peter Pan. So this Neverland area is going to feature two attractions. One, which I'm kind of excited for, uh, highlights the story that essentially with the help of Tinkerbell, uh, guests will take a ride on a boat following the lost boys down a river kind of elusive there to the plot but Mm. love me a good boat ride with disney and then the other one takes guests on a journey to the middle of pixie hollow where tinkerbell tinkerbell and her uh fairy friends live the area will also include a restaurant with spectacular views inspired by the lost boys iconic hideout hmm which seems kind of cool does seem fun. Yeah, and I guess there's going to be like a 3D element to one of the rides. Something about saving John from Captain Hook and the pirates. So, I don't know. It's, it seems interesting because I feel like all we have for Peter Pan is Peter Pan's flight. Which, if anyone has seen TikTok videos, it's like 45 minutes for Peter Pan. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute ride. I love Peter Pan's flight. I do. I do too. Babe, no, I, I don't. Do I wouldn't wait that long. Correct. No, but I also respect people. I mean, forty-five minutes also is not a long time to wait for a ride. Right, Disney, right, right, right. But usually, it's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This update specific to Tokyo, I know, is a part of Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. So Space Mountain is closing in 2024 because it's going to be refurbished into an all-new version in 2027 with a similar track system to Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Cars- Cosmic Rewind. 
Which that's in Epcot and just opened. Correct. We haven't gone on that yet. Correct. Okay. Yep. And that ride, which we'll talk about in a second, has like a reverse launch to oh. it, which is the first ever for Disney. What's really cool is the uh, artwork for the, not only will the land be updated, or sorry, the ride be updated, but the whole like Tomorrowland corner where uh, Space Mountain currently is in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting a whole... Uh, refurbishment to it and it looks really cool both day and night Mm. so yeah kind of exciting so can you just quick like very quickly uh, is disney tokyo sea or tokyo disney sea so i said yep and tokyo disneyland is that similar to like disneyland and california adventure are they right next to each other okay and you just like choose which part you go to yep yeah it's a part of uh tokyo disney resort gotcha Mm -hmm. okay yeah and Tokyo Disneyland is very much like a carbon copy of Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, and like Disneyland Paris, something like yep. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a note, if you are interested in visiting Tokyo Disney Resort, they will be celebrating their 40th anniversary. Um, or actually, they are currently celebrating their 40th mm. anniversary uh, now through March 31st of 2024. Oh, we got to go. So the next update is actually for Shanghai Disneyland, which I'm so excited for. And it really makes me want to go to Shanghai because (laughs) it's Zootopia land. (gasps) Zootopia. Wait, that's how. Okay, you told me about this. And this is it's not happening anywhere else. It's just happening in Shanghai. It's unique to Shanghai. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. So uh, Tokyo, oh my gosh, Zootopia Land, which is currently under construction at Shanghai Disneyland, uh, will invite guests to experience the mammalian metropolis of Zootopia where anyone can be anything. I I mean, we both love this movie so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we were watching the movie, one of the 10 times that we've seen it, Mm -hmm. I think both of us have commented on whether it's during the chase scenes or just moving and grooving throughout uh, Zootopia. We're like, oh, like I want to know more about these biomes and these different areas. And it seems like this ride or this land will give us an opportunity to explore that. Yes. Which is really cool. So the ride in particular that folks are really excited about is called Zootopia Hot Pursuit. Um, And it essentially, the ride system, I'm kind of inferring this, seems similar to Remy where it's, uh, well, both Remy and uh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge um, uh, Rise of the Resistance, mm-hmm. where it's a trackless ride. Oh, okay. Again, okay. that's my assumption based on this artist concept that mm-hmm. we saw at D23. Um, but essentially, you are like a rookie officer at Zootopia's police department. Um, the ride takes place after the events of the movie. But essentially, you walk in for orientation where you're greeted by uh, Officer Clawhausen and these animatronics. You'll have to look at the video. They just look so cool. Wow. The What I also appreciate and I think something that maybe they learned or have learned, at least in some of the rides back here in like the U.S., is that by making the animatronics too reliant on projection, they kind of lose their magic. And so what's nice about these animatronics is they seem very practical and they're only using uh, projection for like their eyes or certain elements that 
like boost the tech behind it. Hmm. I don't know if I would agree with that. I feel like like you're saying like the animatronics that are in the Navi River ride. The Navi River ride. Yeah, or like Frozen or Ever After. But how they use their Navi face. River doesn't. That's a full. That's like a uh like silicone mask uh animatronic. It's not oh. a projection on the face. Oh, I thought that's it was. very tech advanced. Versus some of the other rides mm. in the past, they tried to. I'm say it doesn't seem like like a cop out to be like, oh, we'll just project their full facial expressions, which I think can work in certain instances. Mm-hmm. But it's like we already know they're not real. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to be d- distracted by like just a highlight of their face, you know. So, anyways, not to get pulled into that, but the animatronics looks so so cool, and the concept art like you're essentially yeah. So you go into orientation. And then you're like suddenly like whisked off into an emergency briefing where you learn that Gazelle has been kidnapped. Oh my God. On the day of her anticipated concert. And so you have to like team up with Judy Hopps and Nick in this like action filled police chase where you traverse across the terrains. And it specifically says sliding across the ice of Tundra Town, prowling for fugitives through the streets of the Sahara Square, sharing a too close for comfort encounter at Mystic Springs Oasis. And this is the one that I'm really excited for and plummeting through the canopies of the Rainforest District in a pursuit of guess who bellwether and her gang so clearly bellwether has escaped mm-hmm. um and is up to up to no good oh my god i hope they get megan slate or megan slate jenny slate jenny slate to to avoid voice. oh i'm sure I'm sure yeah but yeah i can't believe i said megan <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the cool thing is that like the art concepts for the actual land of zootopia look so so cool really colorful all mm-hmm. these different animals there so um, not that we're going to be jumping uh, on a flight to uh, uh, Shanghai anytime <laughs> soon, but I'm excited to 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 know that that's out there. I like that there are new rides to experience. Yeah, and I think it, I appreciate that the Disney resorts and the parks around the world aren't all exactly the same. You right? know, I do love the different aspects of Shanghai, Disney Tokyo Sea. It not that it. It like makes you want to travel to to those locations, but it does, you know, like I would love to go to Shanghai Disney and experience that because is that where the, it's not Haunted Mansion, it's Mystic Manor or something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Which that one looks so Right. It's just cool where you, you have to go there and to experience it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, get to experience a, a, a park, a brand, uh, you know, uh, experience that you know you'll love but is going to be probably so different than anything you've ever experienced before Mm -hmm. just culturally which is so exciting yeah and honestly it's probably cheaper to fly to paris right now than it is to orlando (laughs) so you (laughs) might want to just if you're thinking about going to disney just take an international flight go to paris (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if you really want to increase those mileage points, you could go to Hong Kong Disneyland, where here we are again, Frozen. It, we can't escape it. Mm-hmm. World of Frozen, which opens this year, uh, November 20th, 2023. Uh, they're literally creating a whole Arendelle village. Whoa. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Including so this will be this- a little more intense than Frozen Land. Yes. At- from uh, Disneyland Paris. 
Right. From what I gather, World of Frozen is like going to be set on this fjord. Um, if you click the link, you can actually see the... This is like the real photograph, like because it's opening very soon. Oh, like there's the whole mountain in the background where Elsa's ice palace is. The Arendelle Castle is there, which looks at actual size. There's a whole village. There's you know this uh, to the right. There's a roller coaster. Okay, so let's let's break it down. So World of Frozen will also be unveiling an enhanced audio animatronic figure of Elsa. One of the rides that seems super cool, um, which originally was supposed to open in 2021 but was delayed to 2023, is Wandering Oaken's Sliding Sleighs. And that is the roller coaster that you can see in the artwork. Um, So it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Big Thunder Mountain. However, it looks a lot more, not to say exciting, because I think Big Thunder is one of my favorite rides, especially at Disneyland Paris. But it just seems a little bit more like immersive, if you will. Again, who's to say? We'll have to go uh, check it out. But So it's like a sleigh ride. It, yeah, like the carts are shaped like a sleigh, mm-hmm. but it's a roller coaster, right? So instead oh, of a train, oh, it's a it. roller coaster. Cool. But it's like going through this hill and it just seems like there's a lot more like vegetation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just visually looks super, super cool. So shall we bring it home to the States? I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, no, I, you know, I love, I love me a, the parks. An international. In the United, United States. But I just would love to go to every single Disney resort. That's or, true. Around the world. Okay, well, this is where you really can't be looking ahead because. Why? Because I want to see how you react. Okay, so look at me. <laughs> Actually, the first couple ones of these already exist, but just catching mm-hmm. people up. So we're going to start with Disneyland. And so uh, there's a new fireworks show that opened up uh, earlier this year in January mm-hmm. called Wondrous Journeys. You can find uh, it on YouTube if you want to watch it. But also they have the uh, title song on Spotify. And essentially it's celebrating the 100 years of Walt Disney animation throughout this thrilling nighttime spectacular. And something that I really loved, especially when we watched it, was that they include like Baymax and a couple other characters that are like flying around the castle. And I just love that. Yeah, there's projections on the screen, but there's like actual characters or things that they've built that are like flying around. It just feels so, so immersive Mm. uh, in that way. And so this ride also, or this show premiered alongside World of Color updates um, in California, which is super exciting. And for those that know, World of Color is at California Adventure, where they just updated, I believe previously it was called Pixar Pier, and now it is San Francisco Square, which just opened. So let me paint the scene for San Francisco Square. Step into a vibrant, diverse locale full of neighborhood restaurants and small businesses that are home to Big Hero 6. This bustling seaside plaza will continue its transformation as the San Francisco Public Works Department brings this area to life. But right now there are uh, some like dining options and you can meet Baymax as well as boy genius Hiro Hamada, which I'm super excited about because we were able to meet Baymax in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Except now you can also meet Hiro and the actor oh. that they have thus far. I'm sure they have multiple, but 
was so convincing. Just like, oh yeah, looked and, so cool. Had the voice. Yeah, wasn't there a thing where it's like, if I could be a, a character actor or a character at Disney, I'd be hero because they're just in the most comfy. Oh, he's in like cargo yeah. shorts that like yes. go below the yeah. knee and like yeah. a t-shirt and some like messy hair. Looks so cool. But honestly, San Francisco Square just looks awesome. And Koozie's jaw just dropped because he's looking at some amazingly delicious food. From what Aunt is Ca- that? It's from Aunt Cass's Cafe. Yum. Um, is that a bagel? It looks no. like a bread bowl. Oh, like a bread but bowl. It looks like, <laughs> like a, a poke bowl in a bread bowl. Oh, my God. I never knew I needed that. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, so stepping outside of San Francisco, um, uh, and going uh, down south to the bayou, uh, <laughs> Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is the retheming of the previous Splash Mountain, which mm-hmm. now has been closed. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, I love the ride system. You know, I think it's definitely time to update yes. that ride for many the story reasons. Story was super. It was super old, and also if you ever like watch or the the story in cartoons, it comes from. It's very. A lot of like racist tones oh. and like categories. I mean, you themes. can't you can't even find the movie. They don't have it anywhere, right? Okay, because it's that bad, right? And you're just like, okay. And they, they, obviously, in the in Splash Mountain, the ride, you don't really get that yes. sense. Yes. But it's nice to be like, okay, bye bye, <laughs> with all these stupid old characters that we're all you know, no one cares about, yes. and embrace the beautifulness of Tiana. Yeah, and I mean, mm. it's like let's take these things that exist and are are fun to experience from a ride perspective mm-hmm. and let's overlay them and retheme them with not to say like <laughs> accurate theming but you know characters and stories that feel relevant yeah to today mm-hmm. right um and so in addition to tiana's bayou adventure which we'll talk about in a second tiana's palace the restaurant oh, right. uh, oh, is yeah. now open at disneyland paris oh. and i'm my mouth is just like salivating thinking about this this is the pitch for uh tiana's palace so step inside this beautiful restaurant that is re- a reminiscent slice of the elegant French Quarter, which for those who don't know, which are probably all of you, I had my bachelor party in New Orleans and we had our beignets mm-hmm. and it just the restaurant itself is a quick service style eatery, um, but it's built on hard work and a whole lot of love uh, <laughs> where you can soak in the lively culture of New Orleans through menu items that are inspired by the flavors of the Crescent City including mm. Southern comfort dishes and plates with a Cajun and Creole twist. Wow. So now back to the adventure portion of the actual ride. So again, it's going to be rethemed for Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. and it's slated to come to both California as well as Florida in late 2024. We've yet to get any dates on that, but we know our fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. That hopefully we'll find out when it's opening and then be able to book, book our trip, trip for next year. I know. I just, I, it's tough because I absolutely <laughs> want to go to Disney next year during Halloween. Like, I want to go for Food and Wine Festival. I want to go for Not So Scary. I want our friend that we're going with to experience um, Disney at the Halloween with the Halloween themes. But this is a big update. It is a big update. But since we're doing a Christmas party this year, I don't know if I would want to go to Christmas party next year. I hear that. I hear that. Well, well luckily the ride all luckily it will happen and then it will be there for a while so we can always go and experience it. Yeah, but I'm I sure the ride hope, will be there for a long time. I do hope that it it reopens before or at least 
some point in September, October of next year. Well, stay tuned to find out. Mm-hmm. But uh, essentially the ride, what we have been able to assess thus far or suss out thus far is this. So picking up where the film left off, guests will join Princess Tiana, Naveen, and the jazz-loving alligator, uh, Lewis, <laughs> on an adventure through the bayou as they prepare to host a one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras celebration which everyone is welcome to. And along the way, guests will encounter familiar faces, make new friends, and travel through the bayou to original music, Mm. which is really cool, uh, inspired by songs of the film, and essentially step into this new chapter of uh, Tiana's uh, story. Now, today, if you go to, I believe, Disney Parks, or today or anytime in the future, Disney Parks Instagram, they did preview lewis's animatronic and just like the inner workings of it and like a a sneak peek and it just looks so so cool but what i'm super excited about is first of all the new original music inspired by the film but also the fact that the entire original cast is coming back to voice all of the uh characters that's perfect yeah love that yeah anika mentioned her she just celebrated her 51st birthday last week (laughs) All the good ones. So uh, moving right along with uh, our updates for Disneyland, here is some of the new stuff. Um, So the Haunted Mansion is getting a grounds refurbishment or expansion. Um, So the the grounds of the Haunted Mansion will expand in 2024, essentially immersing you in some new enhanced theming as well as a new retail shop. The artwork for this looks super, super cool. Uh, for all the artwork that we're talking about um, here, we'll post about it on our Instagram. Uh, but essentially, it looks like there's some added like queue space in the line, yes. yep. as well as like an outdoor like square that seems to be updated within New Orleans Square. Yeah, um, it's like the the gardens or something. Or yeah, something like it looks that. beautiful. Yeah, um, and I'm just excited to kind of see it all come together because mm-hmm. I know that it's it's also adjacent Tiana's Palace and the New Orleans yes. vibe. So I mean, I, we love Disneyland and the New Orleans Square area. Yeah, it's one of my it's my favorite spot in Disneyland, and I wish it existed oh, in I Disney know. World and Magic of Kingdom. Liberty Square. Um, what did you say? I said instead of Liberty Square. Yes, from which is, yeah. <laughs> The Hall of Presidents, which is really cool. It's 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 like a technological marvel, or it was. Um, it's cool, but uh, Louisiana <laughs> Square, or New Orleans Square, what is it? Sorry. The second that you said. Yeah, New Orleans ladder. Square is just super cool. Like, you feel like you're, I mean, I've never been to New Orleans. I was not invited on this bachelor party <laughs> of his, but... Uh, <laughs> No, it's just such a great spot. And I I always, whenever talking about Haunted Mansion or thinking about Haunted Mansion, I think of the one in Disneyland. Because um, I've, I've gone to Disneyland more than I have gone to Disney World. And I just love the placement of the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. in Disneyland mm-hmm. over the placement of it in Disney World and Magic Kingdom. I mean, honestly, same for Pirates. Same. Oh, yeah. Because Disney, if you... If Disneyland Pirates is also in New Orleans Square, and it's like it's like underneath the mansion, I believe, or the entrance to it is very close to the mansion. It's like underneath of it. Oh underneath. well, I'm sure the ride goes underneath the Haunted Mansion ride because in Pirates you go down, yeah, significantly. Oh, you know, but you yeah, know because yeah. the line you're when you're waiting in line for the Haunted Mansion, you can see the line for the Pirates. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, and like with Pirates, you can eat at the Blue Bayou. 
Someday we will. Someday. It was booked last time. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, next is we're still in California, specifically a California adventure. And so there's a new ride that was first announced at the 2022 D23 Expo. Mm-hmm. And this, it, it has not really been named yet, uh, but folks are calling it the Marvel Avengers Multiverse Ride. Oh, um so <laughs> I know you're like, your head's already spinning about the multiverse, but the ride will be centered around the multiverse and will allow guests to battle King Thanos. So an alternate version oh, yeah. of Thanos. It's mm-hmm. like the Thanos that won um, alongside other foes from other uh, MCU storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kevin Feige or Feige? Fahey, yeah, I think the first one. Um, says that like this is a Thanos that has won. The Avengers are not too happy about it, and you get to help them on the ride. Oh, that's why I believe cool. a what if episode. Like, oh yes, what if yeah. Thanos won? Yep, you're yeah. exactly right. And uh, today, as we're recording this in conjunction with D23, they released a first look at the new, this is what they call it, the new world-jumping ride vehicle that's coming to Avengers Campus that will help transport superheroes throughout the multiverse. So it looks like this this like spaceship kind of thing that you're like getting launched through. It shows like an aerial shot of Avengers Campus, and then there's like a time warp rip that you're going through. Mm. So all I can just imagine is that there's some really cool tech that's going to be behind this ride. It's funny. I see this and I think nausea. Oh, do you think more like Star Tours? No, no. Oh. I'm just, I just, <laughs> I'm just, just thinking. I'm just nervous that everything's going to make me nauseous now as I get older. But I mean, babes, not n- babes, <laughs> babe, nothing is worse than mission space. Oh, no, no. I will never, ever go on mission space ever again. Yeah, it's bad. Yes. It's, it's a tough one. They needed, I don't know Especially why they didn't the get orange rid of that. Line. Um, but no, this looks actually pretty cool. I'm excited to see how they do this and what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also announced, um, uh, Bob Iger announced it in February of this year, that a new Avatar experience is coming to Disneyland Resort in California. Mm. Um, now, the announcement did come after the, quote, success of Avatar The Way of Water. Um, and Bob's comments indicated that the experience is more than just like a temporary one. So people initially were thinking it's, it was like a promo type thing for the movie, but obviously it's not even coming out for some time. However, they keep on referring to it as an experience. And so I don't know if it's at the same level as Pandora, the world of avatar, which is at animal kingdom, but we shall see what comes of it. I mean, it could be in the sense where instead of just rides, maybe it's like if you go to mm-hmm. Pandora at Animal Kingdom, you can still experience it and not have to go on not go on the rides. It's like a whole realm. It's a whole world. Right. Maybe it's like a smaller scale. Yeah, kind like, of like what they're doing with Moana and Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, which I had ne- never even heard of before doing some research, is called Disneyland Forward. And so it's kind of, I don't know if it's like a pitch to like the city of Anaheim or like yeah, the it's state like, what? or whatever, because <laughs> the website is very much like, I mean, like a go pitch. But basically, um, 
<laughs> it's basically saying like, okay, you can imagine the possibilities. We have all these new rendering ideas for what could happen with a new, you know, with new updates and expansions for Anaheim. But it, then it goes into something about like, however, all of our, you know, dreams for future updates have become challenging with current approvals and limited space available in the parks. So maybe that means they're trying to pitch to like buy out more space? I don't know. I'm not trying to like start rumors here, but um, what they are trying to do is bring together some aspects that have happened elsewhere throughout other countries and other parks and maybe bring them to Disneyland uh, in California. So again, like super elusive with me bringing this up, but there's something brewing here and it's being called Disneyland Forward is like the initiative. So again, it it does seem a little bit more of about like zoning to, as they say, clear the runway for future expansion for Disneyland and Disney California Adventure slash or opening what they said a third gate, which would mean a third park. So who's to say? what this means again i included this because i just wanted to kind of put it on our radar yeah and your so radar interesting and kind of just start the conversation um but let's head over to walt disney world the place that we're going to be going in a couple months kicking things off with guardians cosmic rewind so this one already exists um our friend nate just went uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said it was amazing. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, he said it was it was really fast, um, similar to like Tron, um, just which like, also we've never gone on. Well, because it wasn't open. No, I know. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Like we. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a couple of new things that we're going to experience. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is located in World Discovery at Epcot, and the whole premise is that you take off on an intergalactic chase through space and time with Guardians of the Galaxy. This family thrill attraction features the first ever reverse launch, which we kind of referenced earlier, on a Disney coaster and is one of the largest fully enclosed coasters in the world. And this coaster features a ride system that allows the car to rotate 360 degrees. So you focus on the action, quote unquote. So I don't think it's like spinning, but I think as you go through, it might turn to the left Mm. for a bit and then turn to the right so that you can fully like look at what you're supposed to. Yeah. And not just be like in uh, like Space Mountain. Yeah. Like Space Mountain that you're just like, you know, flailing everywhere. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's like, I'm excited. It sounds really fun, but I'm also like, I'm going to need a bracelet. (laughs) We yes. gotta get you the bracelet. Well, no, because usually roller coasters, I'm okay. Like I can do roller coasters, no problem. But I don't think it's spinny, spinny. Okay. Like okay. It, at least I don't think so. Hmm. We we shall find out. We shall find out. Whatever. Yeah. What happens happens. Speaking <laughs> of something that's a little bit more relaxing, which maybe we'll mosey on over to, is oh. Journey of Mo Journey of Water inspired by Moana. Um, now this is a like experiential attraction that's located in World Nature at Epcot, and it explores the wonders of water along a lush trail that is fun for all ages. And of course, based on the name, it is inspired by the animated film Moana. Mm. Um, no, but I was actually super excited for when I saw some of the like early footage. 
and photos from some of the influencers out there that have early access to these things um, is that they feature uh, jumping water fountains, which just my first memory of going to Epcot were these like circular jumping water fountains where water would squirt out of one thing and mm-hmm. like go into the next and like, you know, it, yeah. was, it just looked yeah. like it was hopping around. And I love that it's it's uh, still a part of uh, the Epcot experience uh, in a much more natural uh, way. And yeah, there's also going to be a Moana meet and greet, which they just uh, previewed on Instagram today as well. Awesome. Also coming to Epcot is a new nighttime spectacular just announced at D23 (gasps) called Luminous, the Symphony of Us. And the new show will debut December 5th. Oh my God. Two days prior to when we're going. And it's featuring new water effects, lasers, and... Mm, Well, it's really, yeah, because we're doing Epcot um, the Sunday before, no, the Monday. Yeah. We're saving it for last. Saving the best for last. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll also have the opportunity uh, actually open uh, now, like as of today, um, or at least it will be when this podcast gets released, is a new character meet and greet with Figment, which is really cool. Figment the dragon. They don't already have that? No. They did like years ago. Oh. From my knowledge, it was this guy, the guy, and he was holding Figment. Oh. And so you could meet Figment, but like in that gotcha. way. And now okay. it's like a full life-size character. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this know. one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if you knew this, but Figment is actually a racer on Speedstorm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. when you were playing, um, it was there. Yeah. So look at me. Don't look at the screen. Okay. Did you already see the next thing? And I don't I don't remember. Okay, cool. Don't look. Okay. Um Test track is going to be reimagined. Wait, is it not going to be there when we're there? No, it will be. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I love that. They just announced today, um, and there's a picture. I didn't link it here, but it is online. Um, Will be reimagined. And so this is what they said Imagineers, along with teams from Chevrolet, are looking back to the original world of motion for inspiration and. Uh, for inspiration and to help bring that spirit of optimism to the next iteration of the attraction. Hmm. And it just looked a little bit more like the concept art looked a little bit more modern, like futuristic modern, as well as a little bit more lush in its design. Like kind of like the concept art that we just saw for Zootopia Hot Mm -hmm. Pursuit. Yeah. It just looked like there was more that you were driving through okay. like a more deciduous forest <laughs> or like a like yeah it just Which is interesting updated. it's like how do they how are they going to expand that i don't feel like there's not much space around test track right now well, i think just inside the ride oh, like, oh you know like when you're going through and you're like testing stuff mm. and there's like it's windy or whatever like okay. i think they're updating all of that oh cool um but going back to like you know the earlier uh, partnerships between Disney and brands like Chevrolet when uh, it was the World's Fair, right? And a lot of these rides or the technologies they were thinking of, like that's where they kind of yeah. came from. So um, cool update for Test Track. Um, and now kind of jumping to something that exists currently right now uh, in Magic Kingdom, Tron Light Cycle Run, yes. which Nate also went on and he said was phenomenal. Oh, great. I know uh, that. I'm really excited for that one. Me too. I'm yeah. excited to be in like a new type of ride vehicle. 
right? Yes. Like, leaning forward, you're on this bike, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just looks so cool. Yeah, because it's gonna be, it's gonna feel like flight of passage, kind of like you're on that thing, except like you're actually moving. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's in Tomorrowland, right? You said yes. Yeah. yeah. So the attraction is the attraction is located in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom Park. And yeah, the premise is that you climb aboard your very own light cycle and take off on a high-speed adventure, racing against the grid's most menacing programs. Surge past your fierce opponents as you attempt to cross through eight energy gates and secure your team's victories. And Tron Light Cycle Run is one of the fastest coasters at any Disney theme park in the world. Wow. And this is only at Magic Kingdom? Uh, in the States, yes. Uh, the other one originally is at Shanghai. Oh, it was there first. I'm pretty sure. 99% sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is the second iteration of it. Gotcha. Yep. And, you know, for those that don't know, Tron, uh, was the 1982, uh, movie that really made filmmaking history, uh, because it was the first production of its kind to mix live action with computer generated visuals and backlit animation, which again, this is something that, you know, Kuzi, you and I talk about all the time is that another reason why we love Disney so much is that they have really been at the forefront of so many new technologies, either whether it be filmmaking or mm-hmm. in the like physical world with rides and attractions and technologies. Um, but it's just really cool to see a new ride appear at the parks um, for a movie that often gets overlooked. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it was at Shanghai. Oh, yes. Points correct. for me. Yes. Um, And that's not it. Uh, We have two other updates for Magic Kingdom. A new Adventureland update. Pirates of the Caribbean will be getting a new first-of-its-kind lounge that will expand on the story of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, where pirates of all ages gather to tell their tales. Now, people are kind of thinking it's similar to In Galaxy's Edge, uh, apologies, listener. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I right. cannot think of the name, but it's like that bar that we got a drink at or something, or some of us did. And it's very themed. Like there's animatronics. Oh, yeah. It, no, that whole area. Is oh, really yeah. Cool. Everything. And so I, I think that this is more of what it is. It's there's either, you know, whether it's drink focused or just, it doesn't seem like it's like a quick service restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely more of like a lounge vibe, but. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but that was just announced uh, today, cool. as well as an update to the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, not related to the queue, but a new animatronic and or character or element uh, within the ride will appear, uh, the Hatbox Ghost, which used to be a part of the ride in Disneyland mm-hmm. years ago, and then was removed, um, and we'll actually be able to see it. Because it's November of this oh, year. Oh, yeah, we will. Very yeah. exciting. Okay. Really cool. Um, so some confirmations for other updates in Blue Sky Concepts. Um, this brings us to the last segment. Uh, but one that I'm super excited about is uh, some slight confirmation for what had already been teased at last year's D23. Um, however, this first one actually 
was just announced. Um, the Country Bear Jamboree is getting a total refurbishment. Thank goodness. There's also uh-huh. another, and talk, talk about another ride that has some like outdated yeah. you know, songs and puns <laughs> and things like that. And so the cool thing is that it's going to be a whole new refurb with new songs and all new acts. And I'm assuming updated animatronics. And the cool thing that I like is they're actually going to be including um, new bluegrass renditions of, uh, no, sorry, not just bluegrass. The one that I heard today was a bluegrass rendition of the bare necessities from Jungle mm. book, but it's going to be uh reimagined Disney songs, which feels a lot more appropriate yeah, than some agreed. like random Western music. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so again, another step in the right direction to make these rides mm-hmm. much more present for younger, but also like our generation. Yeah. In their yeah. We can appreciate it as well as like people, not saying us, but as people of our age, it's hard to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like we want, you want to be able to, go to a ride and also enjoy it along with your kids and not be like, this is something that was invented when my parents were kids. Right. Right. And it has no connection to the other like Disney IP. Yeah. Um, So the other things uh, that I wanted to mention, this has not been fully fleshed out yet though they did uh, tease it again at D23 uh, today and this week is the potential expansion at magic kingdom behind big thunder mountain. Um, specific, or more specifically, and potentially with Coco and or a villains themed land. Oh right, that villains. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I would. Which I think that is such a smart thing so smart. to do. Just the amount of rides that you could create, or just character meet and greets, or restaurant. Just like the experiences mm-hmm. that you could have are not to say like limitless, but there are so many villains to choose from. Oh yeah. I mean, first of all, I would love to have like a Coco experience if you were to A what? Coco. You said Coco. I thought you said a go-go experience. <laughs> I was like a villain's go-go like dance that, party. Oh my God, okay. That would be so much fun. We have like a oh my gosh. You have like Gaston and um Hades. Oh. Hades. <laughs> no, I was saying um Scar. LeFou. Hold on. Stop, stop, stop. I can't think of her name. Villain? Mother mm-hmm. Gothel? No. We talked about her before. Maleficent? Yasmin? No. Edit this out because I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Yzma. You just said Yasmin. <laughs> yeah, I know. I My voice? My voice? Oh. Yeah, they had like a fun like go-go. Whatever. Anyways. What I yes. was saying was oh. it would be cool to have, yeah, like a, a Cocoa Land where you like enter the realm of the dead. I don't know exactly right? what the term is for that. And mm-hmm. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the land of the dead and you can oh, like be so walk over the, the bridge. Yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be cool. But villains would be, I think, more, I think they should do both. But like a villain's land would be really cool. You can do a fun ride. Um that like it's kind of like a villains are getting together and having something or a party or you're got you're on the side of the villains and you get to meet and greet all the villains there i feel like there'd be a fun restaurant there mm-hmm. and some you'd, cool snacks you'd have the ability to not only experience certain villains only during uh, mickey's not so scary because there's some villains that only really come out right. around that time um, more of like the lesser, mm-hmm. you know, popular uh, movies. But yeah, I totally agree with you. I think 
I mean, well, with Coco, thankfully at the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot, right. they have had a little bit of that updated theming mm-hmm. um, uh, in and around that pavilion. However, I do think Coco deserves a little bit more. Yeah, because it's not like even the ride overlay. <laughs> the ride in the pavilion still isn't even Coco themed. It's right. still the three caballeros, caballeros mm-hmm. which is still a fun ride, but right. Um, I do I do wish there was a Coco rider, a larger area that was Coco themed. Yeah. So then don't look. Oh. Because I forget if I mentioned any of these ones earlier. I don't know. So this one, I can't say that it's confirmed because today they kind of did like a wink wink, but it's more confirmed than the one I just said about Coco and or the villains themed land. Okay. Because they said, we want to give you an update on the direction we're going with the Animal Kingdom retheming of Dino Land. Oh, right, because yes, thank gosh. Yes. Now, previously, they had mentioned either, like last year, like at D23, was it was maybe Zootopia or Moana themed. Mm-hmm. Now, this the mention of Zootopia, they already were building Zootopia Land elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? Um and now with Moana Journey of Water and Epcot, it seemed like, okay, what are they doing with this? And so slightly confirmed that they are further developing the retheme. They talked about essentially wanting to create a new land inside of Animal Kingdom that focuses on the tropical Americas where adventure takes place. More specifically... <sighs> Colombia and Encanto. Oh my goodness. As well as Indiana Jones, which would be so what? amazing because we love the Indiana Jones ride in Literally Disneyland. Love it. It's like my favorite ride, and I hate every time we go to Disney World that it's not there. He <laughs> gets so disappointed with Dino Land. But yeah, they were talking about the concept art is there. It looks very fleshed out, like a whole Encanto area, like yes. the town square, the house, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then to the right, it shows what potentially could be Indiana Jones-esque. Now. Well, the ride that's there. Oh, it's like. It's basically Indiana Jones. You just retheme it. Yeah. Yep. Now, granted, you know, there was some comments of like, wait, I don't get it. Shouldn't Encanto be in uh, Epcot, you know, because it's more specific to, like, it's not really animal connected? No. And I totally hear that. Yeah. And what they did say when they announced kind of this refocused of, again, this is just blue sky concepts, um, that they were thinking of what are what's a story or where are lands that are that have a lot of connection to animals, mm-hmm. um, and that's where like this tropical Americas came into play. Also acknowledging that inside of Animal Kingdom, there's nothing within the Americas. No, it's Asia, Africa. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was yeah, like, there's what? Pandora, yes. Asia, the Africa. Oasis, Discovery Island, mm-hmm. Africa, Asia, Pandora. And then Dinoland USA. <laughs> right. Which is the dinosaur ride in Discovery Island or Dinoland? Dinoland. Okay. USA. Yeah, USA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm thinking is that you can absolutely create an area and a space or at least a ride that's focused on the younger cousin. Yes. Who has the ability to talk to animals. And his whole world. Yeah. And also even with the flower, like flowers and plants, like that's. Oh yeah. It's that intrinsic connection to nature. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great idea because Mm -hmm. you don't really have that. I mean, 
Whoa, excuse me. The olive juice is coming up. Yeah, you have Asia and Africa, which I that's why I love Animal Kingdom. As much as we love Epcot and like we always make sure we spend a whole day at Epcot, Animal Kingdom still holds a place in my heart and is still my favorite because of just the feeling you get walking around in Asia and Africa and like what they do to make I mean, I've never been to either of those continents, so I don't quite know, but very different vibe than to a continent where I have been, South America or Central America where it's a completely different ecosystem and they should include that in animal kingdom and all the different animals that exist in the rainforest compared to africa or asia like a safari so i understand if you it's hard to the thing about encanto and columbia and epcot it's hard to add a whole other pavilion it really is, unless you like somehow expand Epcot. I'm not really sure. Well, there are spaces that they were supposed to have other pavilions oh. that they actually just never moved forward with them. Oh, so there is space. However, I hear you. Where is this space? In and around Epcot. Oh, they were supposed to have like a Russia pavilion. They were supposed to have a handful of other ones hmm. when they were first building. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I also think that they can still have totally. I agree. A pavilion, a Colombian pavilion, and still have this experience in Animal Kingdom. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's a smart plan to do that. I think it's interesting to. It'd be tough to connect Indiana Jones and Encanto. But I also am someone who like, I don't give a crap. I'd the rather two have... of them together? Yeah. like the Well, it's thing. more so they're using the space of Dino Land to create two, two different separate like, things. areas. Yeah. Because I think they said like Encanto would be more, again, that connection to animals. Mm-hmm. And then you go off on an adventure with yeah. Indy, you know. Um, the last thing is an <laughs> update to the Tree of Life Theater. The Tree of Life Which would mean that It's Tough to Be a Bug would be closing. And this was one that is confirmed. It's going to be a Zootopia show. So it takes it's a Zootopia show that takes you into the different biomes um, and you meet all the different characters of Zootopia. Mm. And it's like an interactive show within the Tree of Life Theater. You know what's so funny? I don't know what the heck you're talking about. What's wait? What is? Oh, we're gonna go What's on it. Tough to be a bug. <gasps> have we never gone on that yet? We haven't together as a couple, but it's so funny. How I'm like, I love Animal Kingdom, and I'm I'm don't even know what you're talking. It's about. It's a a theater. Where in the Tree of Life? Yeah, you go underneath it. What? How have Stop. we not? Then that's it. We're not gonna tell him anything. How have we not it's done be that surprised. before? Because the last time that we went, we were like, go, go, go. That's true. The last and two sometimes times it's we hard. I mean, let's be honest. You're not always like, let's sit through a 20-minute show. And if you're if, if if I'm gonna choose a show to see, it's gonna be Lion King. Lion King or the Finding or Nemo. Nemo. Those one. are both great. Th- those are like live performers. Mm-hmm. This one isn't. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It's kind of like <laughs> I don't want to diss it and say like Chuck E. Cheese, but there's like the character type. It's like yeah. uh, Country Bear Jamboree, but oh. like a movie theater style. But there's some really cool like 4D effects a part of it. But I'm really excited. I think that the Zootopia re-theme of it yeah, that will, be, will cool. be a smart move. I will definitely see that. Yeah. And so they actually do have a little bit of a Zootopia element coming. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Yeah. I'll accept it. <laughs> Oh, 
All right. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us for Beautiful Tomorrow Part 2. If you happen to miss part one, you can find it along with other episodes over on our channel at You, Me, and D Podcast uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you enjoyed the today's show and want to show your support, please subscribe, review, share, and tap that bell so you never miss a future episode. You can follow us over on Instagram at You, Me, and D Podcast, where we share even more free Disney content each week. We love connecting with our listeners, so be sure to send us a DM to let us know what you're most excited about with these Disney updates and what you'd like to hear on upcoming episodes. So, from us two to all of you, stay curious, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on the The You, Me, and D podcast. Yay, updates. Are you excited about the stuff that we talked about? I am. Were you surprised by anything? Um, I was surprised by the test track thing. For oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, and surprised that there's a whole show underneath the Tree of Life <laughs> that I never saw. Um, <laughs> I'm excited now that you want to see it. Yeah.